Hello, everybody. This is Bart Sharp, Becoming Quantum Conscious on United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network, broadcasting out of the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana on 107.7 and 105.3. And of course, we're not in New Orleans. We are in Austin, Texas today. That's my home. And uh, a lot of people talk about how wonderful Austin is and innovative uh, live music capital of the world. And all of this great stuff is happening here. More millennials here than any other city in the United States. God bless them all. But also what they probably do not tell you is Austin is the allergy capital of the world. And today I am experiencing cedar fever. If I look a little blurry or hazy or anything like that, let's just blame it on the cedar trees because they're popping out today. It's a nice sunny day. We've had rain. This happens. So here we are today at Becoming Quantum Conscious. I am by myself today as I am from time to time doing a topic that I really find important in the world. And this is the divine feminine and the seven deadly sins. Their division, their attraction, and their relationship. And um, this is something that I've really learned um, from uh, doing shamanistic work. And that I really see a division between the masculine and the feminine. And, other, and let me explain a little better than that. We're divided energetically in our body. The left side of the body is more the feminine side. And the right side is the masculine side. And as a, a shaman, I saw this duality with that. I know at United Public Radio... We're more about UFOs and ETs and stuff like that. And we're broadcasting all of this stuff over Roku, um, the UPRN website, Facebook, Spreaker, YouTube, etc. But I really like the emotional psychological topics with the question, well, if you're going to expand to where you experience some of these phenomenal things like ETs or have these gifts, it might be good to understand what your emotional makeup is all about. So that's where I'm coming from today is to have that. And um, this concept of the uh, seven deadly sins in the divine feminine really comes from the relationship of the masculine and feminine parts of the body. And just to tell you a little story, the masculine holes, and that would be the right side, that would be your liver, uh, your, your pancreas, that side, this holds what we've not resolved in our inner child. And the inner child is on the feminine side. The inner child is an expression of the feminine. The inner child is feminine. And so what we've not resolved and our inner child, and that would be mostly between the ages of two and five, in most cases, 
what we've not resolved there kind of transfers over to the masculine. It's almost like the, the inner child and the feminine lose hope but that they're going to uh, be able to resolve these issues. And therefore, they transfer it over to the masculine. Now, to start this, just a disclaimer, the feminine is not better than the masculine. They work together. The feminine, feminine is a source to go into a divine type of innocence that leads us to a strengthening of the God within. That would be a non-gender God. Let's just put it that way. The masculine is the active expression of what we've not resolved from within the inner child and feminine side, which go together. The powers of the child are on the feminine left side of the body. The masculine is trying, most part unconsciously, to work through what is not resolved in the feminine. And the masculine can work through these in proactive ways, especially if they know what the overwhelming issues are about that are held in the inner child and divine and feminine. However, when those issues are not resolved in the child and unconsciously influence the person, the masculine turns to more strategies of physical gratification to soothe and control themselves. Thus, the sadly seven deadly sins. So what we hold in the masculine that's unresolved is going to find its way to express itself. And sometimes that's through actions. Sometimes that's through physical gratifications, which are the seven deadly sins. And let me just tell you what the seven deadly sins are. Is they're so famous. And they're so prevalent today. Lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, jealousy, pride. I know they say in this tradition that it's envy, but I say jealousy is more the uh, accurate expression. Jealousy is a feeling of anger or aggressiveness when somebody has something that you would like. Envy is seeing somebody that has something that you would like or like to become and you just go, wow, that's really cool. They have that. You know, I would like to be that way. And so we're starting to copy or to bring that in energetically with envy, whereas je jealousy is like, oh, you know, why did they do that? They're just so bad because they have something that I want, something of that, that way. I wanted to use a bunch of curse words, but I am not. I'm keeping it clean for most part on this show. So, you know, this, this is the duality. The seven deadly sins are just gratifications of what we've not resolved in ourselves. And it's a path of almost going backwards, actually, of realizing what the seven deadly sin is that you are kind of intertwined in that you just keep repeating and going back to and seeing how it's held in the masculine through our emotional patterns. But then we want to get deeper than that and go into what part of our feminine side or our inner child 
is holding this unresolved issue. And this would be particularly between ages two and five. And so when we go back to the inner child and start resolving that, then we start to create a detachment from these seven deadly sins or the addiction or whatever that is with that. But we have to see what that is and then start to interact with it in a deeper level than our intellect. We had to feel it. We had to get a visceral, visceral somatic experience connection to what this inner child pain is. And, you know, just to talk about a lot of the feminine work that people are doing today, uh, if you really want to be in a higher state of your feminine self or the divine feminine self and feel like you're really in embodying that goddess side of yourself. Well, you really have to deal with what you're afraid of. What are you afraid of or you've not been able to resolve as a child that keeps haunting you? Most people that I talk to or, or a lot of people I talk to, but let's be diplomatic, say, oh, I don't want to go back there. That was a long time ago. But the thing is, is this is the building block of how you created yourself. You've been doing this stuff for years and doing the same pattern over and over and over again and repeating it. Uh, as um, they say, it's kind of like your greatest limiting story sometimes, something that you have done over and over again that holds this in place. And so we really want to hear what our greatest limiting story or various stories of how limitations are created. You know, when you start to get down to this stuff, it gets pretty simple, really. So, you know, it's not overwhelming. Now today, um, we're going to be doing not only a explanation of these things, but also we're going to do energetic clearings. In other words, I will be doing what I do as a shaman and as a uh, transformational person. I, I don't like to use the word healer, but I have a business where I clear energetic limitations in people's lives, you know, from childhood traumas to emotional things to on and on and on, whatever that may be. But I use this uh, tool called Access Consciousness, and it has a clearing statement, and it just clears the energy. And you do not have to understand what it means, but you can go to my website, bartsharp.com, and see what the clearing statement is. And also, if you want to um, have the notes for today, because these are really important notes, I see. Uh, you'll see at the bottom of my ticker, I've put on my email. And all you have to do is say, hey, Bart, uh, send me the notes on uh, the seven deadly sins and, and I'll get it to you. <laughs> I hope I'm not asking for travel and getting 10,000 people sending me an email. Though that would be interesting. Uh, <laughs> I guess I need to hire some help or something. And we send all of these emails out because... To me, becoming quantum conscious is all about a show that promotes consciousness and helps people in the world with new ideas, 
so they may change their lives. So this would be great service for me to send it out to 10,000 people. Ooh, what would that take? And, and this is one of the great tools of great becoming more conscious is that when you see a situation that whether it be a problem or a possibility, ask questions. In other words, 10,000 people sending an email to me and saying, Bart, I'd like your notes. What would that take for those 10,000 people to do that? I ask the question and it opens the empowerment of it to happen. And so this is part of the growth to get out of your limited masculine. And, and you know, when we talk about the limited masculine, uh, there's also the healthy masculine. And, and there's, you know, a real popular term these days, the divine masculine. And I just see it as a healthy masculine. And what that would be is doing and accomplishing things that create inner fulfillment, a greater fulfillment for others, but not done in a pre pretense of you're expressing your limitations. In other words, if you're a caretaker all the time and you're, you know, uh, doing caretaking and it's not fun, but you're doing it anyway, it's like this weight that you're always carrying. That would not be divine masculine or healthy masculine. That would be caretaking out of fear or shame or something like that. Um, so a healthy masculine has resolved the feminine issues and they're going out <coughs> and creating and being things and doing things that is really connected to their own heart's desire. And so how many of you would like to really be connected to your heart's desire? So we'd like to bring in the theme of the infinite intensity of consciousness of our heart's desire and to create it, request it, receive it on this show. And may that be activated with everybody here all across the globe, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And that's the beauty of doing shows on United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network is that you're on Roku, Spreaker, UPNR and website and also on the radio airways coming out of New Orleans and reaching out for a lot of people. So doing energetic clearings on such a big context empowers everything in a bigger way. So um, we just, you know, want to understand what this stuff is. And, and as we become aware of those wounds, that is in the masculine, because this is an important part of changing the seven deadly sins inside of us, is we have to understand the masculine wound. And when we start to see that about how we are acting in the world, then we start to understand what the feminine limitation is or what we were overwhelmed as a child by that made us kind of switch into a more masculine approach to life. Um, you know, and when this happens and I work with so many people that they are more masculine than feminine, they're going out into the world and just punching forward They're aggressive, they're controlling, they're, 
maybe they're super smart and they're perfectionists or very serious. And all of these are masculine characteristics. There's not a lot of just belief in the magic inside of themselves um, because the masculine is taking over and they're just going to get the job done. And they punch through life. They push life. They force it. And it's very judging. And it's very rational and very intellectual. Whereas the feminine is more intuitive. It feels, it knows that a lot is included with that. And um, so, so this is a process of learning how to let go of the masculine and really know what your inner child and your feminine are all about. So everything that's in resistance to jumping into that, would you be willing to let that go? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. So every time I do this right, wrong, good, bad thing, we're just clearing things that are in you. And being that we're doing it with so many people all around the world, we're creating a big matrix of it happening all over the planet. So this is a really good thing because I, I think in this era, um, you know, with uh, all of what's happening in America and other countries, the masculine is going into overdrive, trying to control things, trying to get angry about things uh, and do it in whatever means necessary. You know, it's a very intense and confrontive time that the masculine has jumped. And so I'm always asking this question, what pain are these people in that they would be so driven and dominating and not really looking at how their actions are affecting other people. They've kind of numbed themselves. And we see this all over the world. People taking off with that place. There's no feminine power in these people that are doing control and aggression over others when people are getting killed or they're just being dominated so <clears throat> everything that you hear this stuff and you create fears about it would you be able, willing to let it go right wrong good bad pot pot all nine shorts boys and beyonds so let's just talk about the seven deadly sins for a while and what they are and how they work um, so those seven deadly sins again are, and they're all on the masculine, lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, jealousy, pride. So these are just um, some questions I made that really kind of open up the energy of what each one of these sedly, seven deadly sins are. For lust, what is it in me that feels desire without love? As part of the quotient, what happened to me that made me feel so desperate? So all of these feelings that you must be gratified without love, that no matter what, you just need to be gratified and that that is necessary. Would you be willing to let all of those viewpoints go in all the anger, all the fear, 
all the sadness and all the shame that's connected to that, would you be willing to let that go? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And everything that you bought that a physical gratification is going to resolve or satisfy something deeper inside of you like your love of yourself. Would you be willing to uh, open that up and feel the pain of what that is for you? That there's something that is lacking. Lacking in love, lacking in feeling, or you've just bought it that gratification, sexual gratification, physical gratification is going to solve something inside of you. It might be pleasurable, but it's not going to solve something of the greater love inside of you. And that's the real misidentification with lust. So everything that that is, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And I'm not telling you you should be celibate. What I'm telling you is do not think that this is going to make you complete and whole. The completeness and wholeness of you begins inside of you with your love for yourself. So everything that we have designed and bought that lust, that sexual expression, sexual stimulation is going to complete us and satisfy that place. Would you be willing to let that go? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pod, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So lust is a biggie. It's like everywhere, but also it comes from this place or an underlying message that something is lacking inside of me and this is going to make me feel better. Uh, it's going to resolve that emptiness. Would you be willing to let that belief system go and all the messages about it that you've heard through the media, through messages? Would you be willing to let that go? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So we call this the seven dead, deadly sins, but uh, it's really the seven deadly misidentifications that we have misidentified what love is, what a whole person is. That's really what it's about. So the next one we're talking about is gluttony. How do I feel so empty of love that I believe an external source will fill me? How many times have you misidentified that a physical gratification such as food or hours of video games will keep us from feeling what we're not happy about? How many times do people have really bad news about something and they immediately go get a whiskey 
or they go play video games or they start watching television or they go eat a slice of pie. Something to just kind of make themselves feel better because they have been afraid of feeling bad. They're, you know, they're, they're afraid of feeling the emotions that are negative. So everything that that brings up and all the decisions and judgments you've made that I got to jump away from my pain. Would you be willing to destroy and uncreate all of that totally and utterly? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Avoiding the pain is what got us separate from ourselves in the first place. The inner child or the child that between two and five experienced pain. They experienced overwhelm. They had problems they really didn't know how to deal with because they were little bitty kids. They didn't have the tools inside of themselves. So they really saw that maybe somebody getting angry at them or not allowing them to have a choice in life or trying to over control them. And they felt really bad about that. They start creating judgments that I don't want to feel any of this type of pain again. I don't have the tools to deal with it. And so as adults, they're still in the same strategy because they've left it unconscious inside of themselves. So here they sat with adult problems and they still use the strategies that they created when they were a child, which would be, this is overwhelming and anything overwhelming, I avoid. I anesthetize it with food or, or sex or um, television or whatever. So everything that that has triggered you, would you be willing to start looking at life differently and start claiming that you as an adult can find different answers? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. You know, it's a feeling that we don't like. And at the same time, what we have to understand about our unconscious is the unconscious recreates it all the time. So we will pay attention to it. It almost sabotages us by pulling us back into these same issues. And when we see it, in real life and the news or in other people's lives that are our friends or on the media, we become reactionary to it. Like, Oh my God, that's so terrible that, uh, these people are having such struggle and we become reactionary and judgmental to it. And this is how we get kind of stuck into the trauma in another way. So all the stories that we have believed about our own trauma and have applied it to daily life, would you be willing to have clarity about how your daily life now is a reflection of what you are not seeing in your own life. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pod, all nine shorts.
boys and beyonds. And this is a great thing to think about what we see out there in the world. How is it a reflection of us in our own life? And we can either not stop and feel the pain that's been stimulated or feel the repressed emotions that have been triggered. Uh, so if we do that, we begin to separate from the problem because we're really starting to get into the internal pain of what we are. And I always ask this question when I'm overwhelmed with a situation, it's like, what kind of pain am I in right now? And another question is, how is the situation that's in front of me that I'm stimulated by from maybe another person or something in the world? How is it triggering my own pain or my own limitations? So everything that that brought up, would you be willing to let it transform inside of you? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pod, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. You know, the thing about gluttony is in lust and greed, they're all about avoidance of us. They're all about avoiding our own pain and thinking that something that feels good is going to keep us from feeling the pain. And when we're talking about pains of our past, what we had to realize is that they're in our past, that they're just an energy inside of us. They're not going to hurt us. Therefore, when we look at them and feel them, we can start to resolve them so we break out of the pattern. That is the whole beauty of it. And we do not step into the masculine defensive systems of being aggressive or being um, fearful or a caretaker or something of this nature. What we do step into is just feeling the issues. And thus we break out of the seven deadly sins. So the third seven deadly sins, we covered lust, gluttony, and now we're going to greed. What is it that is, what is it in me that I feel I am lack internally, that I have misidentified something externally to satisfy it? I'm going to say that one again. What is it in me that I feel I am lacking internally that I misidentified something else ex to externally satisfy it? So what's that hole inside of you that you're trying to fill with money? Now, money is just an energy. And we just start to see that we use it as an energy to create a great life. We can make it quite simple. But when we're using it to avoid a pain inside of us by getting more money and more money and more money, uh, that's a different situation. So let's go to another one. And we're going to work on greed a little bit more later in the, in the hour. And by the way, you are on Becoming Quantum Conscious. And this is Bart Sharp. And we are uh, bringing up the topic, the Divine Feminine and the Seven Deadly Sins. 
and you are on United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 107.7 and 105.3 out of New Orleans. And this is broadcast on Roku, the UPRN website, Facebook, YouTube, and other internet platforms. We're all over the place, all over the world. And right now we're talking about the seven deadly sins and sloth is the next one. How have I, how, excuse me, how have I created such repetitive routines in my life that I am so lethargic and bored about me being me? You know, the whole thing about the brain is it wants to create routines. It makes life easier to have the routine of how you brush your teeth or how you drive to work and doing it the same way every time. The brain doesn't have to work so hard. But also that can be applied to just doing everything in life. You know, I'm tired and I just found this routine of watching television for two hours solves that. Um, and so this is what sloth is all about, is getting too regimented and letting the brain take over in its neural pathways to doing the same thing every time, every day, day after day, year after year. And all of a sudden, our vigor and exuberance for life seems to just stepped out of the window. So what, how many of those patterns have you created in your life? that you are in that place. I'm doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And I have no stimulation. Everything that that is, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, points and beyonds. Would you be willing to let go of those patterns? And the more we ask our brain and our body to think differently, to bring up new challenges, new puzzles, it makes us use more energy. And you think, well, if I'm using more energy, wouldn't I have less energy because I'm wearing myself out? No, not really. The body is infinite in energy. It has tons of energy. The routines narrow how that energy flows. In fact, they just get plain stuck with this by doing the same things over and over again. So would you be willing to claim on and acknowledge that your body can guide you to new things and new discoveries. And you live in that inv invitation of exploration in your life. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So we've done less gluttony, greed, sloth, and now we are on wrath. What pain am, am I in that I am in such fear that a desire to transfer my pain onto others. That would be aggression. That would be degrading others. That would be critical of others. It is creating pain and in the belief that if I transfer or I act out something aggressive that is painful to another, that I will be safe. I will be in control. They'll get the lesson. Everything will be fine and safe because I have dominated using aggression, using pain onto others. 
So everything that that cycle is all around the world and you're a part of it, all the belief systems that you made that aggression and imbalance and uh, wrath is good for the world. And there's always a good reason to have it. Would you be willing to let it go? Whether you agree with that or you're resisting to it, like it's a bad thing, would you let that go? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. If you're resisted in saying, well, these are bad people because they're aggressive. You're almost like in a duality with them, which gives them energy energetically. The best way to detach it is more like in Buddhism and that they are in compassion with detachment. They look at these people and they start to say, well, I wonder what is the pain that they're in that they would act that way. And I'm curious about them. And as a fellow human, I will send them love. And I'm not going to get attached to the issue. Uh, I may take actions to solve it, but I do not have to get in this fight with them and try to conquer them. When I try to conquer them, I'm part of the problem instead of creating a higher vibration to change the world. So everything that that brings up for you, would you be willing to be open to the change? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And so how much have y'all been in this place? <coughs> you can tell I'm from the South when you say I'm y'all. How much of y'all have been in this place where Anger and violence and dominance seem to be a good answer. That somebody having pain and somebody taking over is a good answer. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And I'll use this application. Like, you know, if, if um, I'm, I'm not a fan of Russia and Vladimir Putin right now, um, I think he's hurt a lot of people, but ultimately I would like to see this man wake up and start to see the kind of pain that people have suffered due to his choices. And so can we open that consciousness up of how we have hurt people? Would you be willing, this is a big one, would you be willing to see your part in it? Would you be willing to see the pain that you have created for others through your actions? Everything that that brings up, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And this is something about breaking down the masculine side is starting to say, well, can I see how I have hurt others? Can I see how my aggression hasn't worked? And then you take it a deeper level and go, okay, so how was I hurt that way? And how has that held in my inner child? How has that cut me off to my feminine powers? And this is how all of this works. It's starting to have that introspection about how I've created myself in relation to the world or to others. So the next deadly sin, jealousy, 
What makes me angry about myself so that I judge my limitations? And so all of that critical thinking you have created that I'm not enough. And when you see somebody do it better than you or look better than you, you get angry. It all stems from the judgment and the self-criticism that I am not enough. And that anger gets triggered in the jealousy. So all the ways, means, methods, modalities, form, structure, significances that you've lived in the critical self, would you be willing to let that be revealed to you? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And would you be willing to be open to the possibility that those who do it better than you or look better than you have been successful in places that you haven't have something important to teach you? Would you be willing to receive from these other people? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. You know, and, and it's all about just looking at somebody and saying, wow, how did they make that happen? You know, how could I have that in my life? I keep thinking about the uh, Travis Swift and uh, uh, Kelsey. I'm thinking, I can't think of his name, Travis Kelsey. And their love and people have reacted to it so strongly. Seems like it's not even going away now that the Super Bowl's over. But this is a great form of jealousy uh, happening. They're making so much happening in, in the world. They're very successful. They're phenomenally big people out in the world stage. And, you know, a, a, a healthier way to approach them is wow, they have so much love. They've created amazing things. They've been very prosperous with it. How can I take that energy and incorporate it into my life? That's how you use that energy. You, you appreciate. You don't make them right or wrong or good or bad. You just go, wow, that's a phenomenal energy. The whole world's watching them. They're beautiful. They're talented. They do what they do. They do quite well. How can I have that? That's kind of taking jealousy and turning it in the opposite direction. It's called duplication. And so would you be willing to duplicate and become more inside of yourself instead of creating separation? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And how many places in your childhood did you feel separate, isolated, alone, that you had problems you didn't have an answer for, and you had to deal with them by yourself? And it was a lonely place. Everything that that just brought up, would you be willing to let it go? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So doing this show and listening to these clearings, it's going to be clearing these issues. And, and also you can listen to it again and again and again, and it will continue to clear these issues. Um, of course, go to my YouTube channel so I'll get more YouTube hits. I will be very grateful for that. So um, let's go to the last one.
pride. What is within me that feels less than or unsafe so that I need recognition from others? What is within me that feels less than or unsafe that I need recognition from others? So all the places that you feel that unsafeness or lesser than, that you need this brought back and confirmed by others, would you be willing to let that go? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. So, so much about what childhood is, is us not realizing our inner beauty. How beautiful we are as a child. This translates to power. And if we're really, truly connected to that inner beauty inside of ourselves, like whatever we do is admired by our parents. We're loved by our parents because we're just us. And whatever they do, we get confirmation that that's a good thing. It's fulfilling. It makes us whole. And the opposite of that is I need to get it from somebody else through approval because I don't feel it inside of myself. It's something that we can learn. And, and uh, even as adults, but we have to recognize how we are looking out for this. In fact, this is kind of the qualities of narcissism when we talk about pride and needing approval from others. And that that is in the belief that we can't see ourselves or feel ourselves. Therefore, we need other people to give us feedback on how amazing we are. This is kind of like some of the bare bones of narcissism with that. So you as a person or as an adult can work on this by getting in a connection with your heart, the vibration of something higher inside of yourself and an opening. This is how it works. And so that is a perfect segue to going into the qualities of, of the feminine forms of transformation. Because there are seven forms of transformation. And the more that we develop and grow in these, we, um, we walk in that wholeness. Uh, and so the first one of the seven feminine forms of transformation, a motherly love, the creative impetus to love life. This is that connection between mother and child, or it could be father and child, but more importantly, mother to child. It's this bond that they give to us and it's transmitted back and forth. You know, the child receives it, but then they give it back and it's confirmed. It's, it's circulated and this grows and, and, uh, and happens. It's, it's physical, it's visceral, it's energetic. A child is very much a, a person of light. They're of a higher vibration because they've come from the other side. And essentially, children need to be confirmed that they're wonderful. And this creates their own internal power. And once again, if you feel like you haven't had this in your childhood, um, there's lots of ways to get this done. 
But the one thing that I say is really important is a visceral sense that you instill inside of yourself of a higher form of love inside of yourself. And this is an energetic, vibrational, visceral exercise that you do. And I would love to talk on that more. However, I don't have enough time today. Uh, so motherly love is the first one. And second one is nurturing to self. That as you learn this nurture and this love and this intrinsic power is confirmed that you as a human being, you have this light inside of yourself that goes out to the world and you give it. Um, that starts to tell you that you have power, that you can nurture things, you can love things and you affect the world and others around you and yourself through that. It's, it's really an essence of what power is and it's internal. It's on the feminine side. It's that way the feminine creates things in a nonlinear way. It's magical. So love and nurturing are such a key, important part. The third component is communion. And that would be feeling that you're connected with others, your parents, yourself, and then, you know, friends, the earth, nature, a higher power, the cosmos, etc. It just keeps on coming that we are all connected. And when you start to get this on a visceral level, then you start to see that all your actions reflect that. And therefore, you want to be aware of how you change the world and how you can be this impetus of change because your essence is about loving others, loving the planet, loving society. And so that internal desire to be something of a change is something that a complete person always does. Um, so this is really an important part. These are almost like hierarchical stages, like my... Maslow's hierarchical needs, but a little more uh, complicated than Maslow's. I like Maslow's a lot. So the next part of feminine development is allowance. In other words, not reacting to life, but whether something is right or wrong or good or bad, we look at it with curiosity for what it is, we're not judging it immediately. We just look at it and we are curious about it. Um, you know, this is important part. Like I was thinking about the 9-11, uh, the towers uh, being destroyed and all the people dying. And uh, I could have gone into self-interest by saying, oh my God, we're you know, everything's going to be destroyed and go into fear and go into my own personal fears or go into, we're going to have a war. Uh, but really the most human thing about that thing was like all the people dying in the tower that were in such pain and horror and fear. And so 
from a human to human connection and communion, I opened up my heart to those people and started praying for them. Like I hope that everything transitions well for these people and the people that loved them. That is connection and communion. It's compassion. And uh, it's also giving allowance to the situation. Uh, it's a perfect time to ask ourselves, what were we doing to attract such aggression? This is allowance. It's opening up in the questions. And just like if somebody is attacking me, I don't have to react by immediately fighting them. I can ask the question, what is my part in this? What is their part? And what pain are they in? That way I'm starting to get detached from the situation and I'm given an allowance for a bigger answer to come up. Whenever we have conflict, it's good to ask questions about it as opposed to react in aggression. That way, we start to see something differently. And so the next one is non-defensiveness. To feel so safe in our world and so confident in our own love of self that we're going to be okay no matter what. Therefore, we do not have to walk in the world protecting ourselves in a defensive way. No matter what is happening in the world, we're okay. This is a high-level belief system because if you start to believing that you're whole, then you create wholeness. And the feminine energy becomes more empowered about what that is. And you start to create from a more magical perspective because that is ultimately what the feminine is, is a magical perspective. And so the next part, this is number six. The awareness of internal vibration of self. When we start to feel what we are vibrating as, in other words, you know, I guess a good example is, is if you looked at these pictures of Jesus and Mother Mary and they're pulling away their clothes to show their heart and there's nothing but light coming out of their heart. Well, that's true with everybody. We all have light inside of us. And it's a journey to go beyond our intellect and our rational minds, which are in the masculine, to go back to the feminine and feel what it like, feels what it feels like to vibrate as a higher being. We're all higher beings, by the way. This isn't something you had to work for. It is instilled in you. And just like the picture of Jesus and Mother Mary in this light in their heart, you have that light in your heart. It's a discovery that you can find out what that is. And so that is such an important part. And the seventh part is the universal field of love. It's kind of like in Star Wars movie, The Force, there, uh, this vibration that connects everything together. That's the universal field of love. There is a vibration that flows through everything and we're connected to it. So when we are at the level six of the awareness of our internal, internal vibrational self, and we start to get aware of the vibration of everything around us, which one of the easiest things to connect to of that vibration is with trees. Trees are a high vibrational 
apart. So to commune in a forest or to put your back against a tree and feel its vibration uh, teaches you how to connect with that vibrational that's higher, that's connected with everything. When we start to go into this place, we feel safe and sound. We drop into our feminine side, but more we give safety to our inner child. And therefore, we start to train our masculine side that it doesn't need to be so reactionary. This is the process. It's almost a cycle of finding wholeness. Except we start with the seven deadly sins. We get in touch with the masculine about why we got obsessed with some of these deadly sins and see what pain we are in the masculine side. Then we return to the inner child and see how we separated from our feminine through the things that were overwhelming in our childhood. And therefore, the feminine becomes more alive in a greater way. We start to step into a more divine self. It is so much of a vibration. And there's so much to talk about on this topic. I feel like I've not even covered uh, nearly all of what I'd like to do, but our show is coming to an end. So uh, I really appreciate you um, being here today and know that you can listen to the show many times with the energetic clearings and it will clear things on you. This is kind of a gratis to everybody that's uh, listening, but also have been on the show or listened to the show over this past year uh, to have this big energetic change and shift through all of these energetic presenting clearings that I've presented today. So you are on Becoming Quantum Conscious. My name is Bart Sharp on United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 107.7, 105.3 out of New Orleans, Louisiana. And we are on Roku, Spreaker, UPRM website, Facebook, YouTube, and other internet platforms. And to next week, we will have Annie Williams, and she will be discussing some of the sacred sites related to Mary Magdalene and Southwest France and Spain. So until then, I wish y'all the best and best wishes. Bye-bye.